It is after the snow. This is our ninth show. We're about to talk about episode eight of Snowfall from last night. We all watched it. And uh yes, we did. You know, the season is rolling along. We're into the last, you know, few episodes here. And uh, you know, want to welcome everybody back who's been hanging with us for this this journey fellow snowfall viewers uh this is again after the snow i'm dave mays i'm brett jeffries rick ross yep absolutely here on behalf of breakbeat media the new hip-hop podcast network and um a lot yeah, to say so, today what's that i got a lot to say today yeah okay. i bet you do <laughs> my research all right, all right. Well, let's get into well, it. Well, for, first, um, I know you're in Atlanta uh, for the day today. Um, got some things going on out there in the A. So you're, you're hosting a party stuff. tonight, King of Diamond. Woo! Can't wait. Turn up, Atlanta. I'm you know, Atlanta you. always come out to party. If you want to party, you come to Atlanta. They, they have so many clubs. I've never seen a place with so many clubs. I know. It's that's like right. every corner is a club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot, a lot going on. And they don't close. They you know, never they don't shut close. down. I feel like they don't close at four o'clock in the morning. It's like seriously, and even then, I feel like you can find something else to do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wore my my '85 South sweatshirt. I represented Atlanta, even though I'm in Chicago. Me and Brett are here in Chicago, but since you you down there in the A, I thought I rocked the '85 South. Shout out to the guys at '85 South, man. Love that podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. no doubt. I think I'm supposed to be doing a podcast in a couple weeks, too. I got to come back down here in like a, a week or so. It's okay. Yeah, that'd be, that'd busy. be great. Schedule been busy, man, since we started this podcast. It's like, it's been all over the place, man. Yeah. You're on the map now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Making your rounds. All over. So, um... The new snowfall, uh, the episode eight is its title was celebrations. Of course, you know the main uh, focus around the episode is the wedding of uh, Louis and Jerome that we heard about uh, last week after Jerome proposed. So they rushed to put this wedding together, and uh, it's a it's an interesting afternoon uh, of activities at the wedding. Um, but the very first uh, scene that opens the show is uh, Louie meeting with Teddy and Oso in the garage. She had to reach out through Oso to get a hold of Teddy because I guess his his number changed. And uh, so she she wants to do business direct with Teddy now. The big we, double cross. I, I've been saying all along, like, Louie seems like she is the, she's the one. She is the like the head honcho, as far as I'm concerned. Well, she's not she, Jerome. She it's, it's not even really Franklin. I feel like Louis really the the leader here. She's the, well, we'll the see, HBIC. We'll, we'll see if she's ready, you know, and, and what that's going to bring in these next couple episodes. We'll see. Well, she's definitely been the one uh, 
doing all the moves to take over. You know, mm-hmm. uh, some of them I thought was underhanded, mm-hmm. uh, conniving and, and yep. double crossing, but uh, uh, she's been willing to make those moves. You know, she's been making those calls. She's power hungry. She wants that money. She wants that power. She she wants to run things, and I've been saying that for for a long time. I could see it, like just her some of her her little one liners. You could feel it. You could see it. Yeah, even committing murder. I mean, when she killed her lover. Right, right. I, mean, I thought that one was like, wow, you went yeah. you went there with that one there. You killed somebody you love. You know, um, that's strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's that's. She definitely has uh, uh, the determination and, and the will to do whatever it takes to to get her there. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like they touched on that a little bit when uh, when Louie, I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but when Louie and Jerome were having that conversation after, after they were officially married and they were having that conversation and she kind of was thanking Jerome for for loving her despite her background and despite kind of basically being like raised in the streets. Um you could see that she 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 has a different background. She has a she kind of lived a hard knock life a little differently than than Franklin and Jerome. Um, well, you know, and, and, and when you mentioned that, I remember, remember the girl was on the porch and and Jerome almost sicked her on the girl, like almost like she was a dog, like get her, get her, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Louis jumped up out of the chair. She didn't even hesitate. She jumped up out of the chair and started take, chasing the girl. And even though she was mad that a Jerome had had sex with her without her being involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, went out to take care of the business. Exactly. So she And I was just going to say, in, in a way, you know that that theme we talked about last week of mental health is still showing up more in this episode. You know, when you were talking about what Louis says later on, and she was like, you know, you never made me feel less of mm-hmm. a person. You always kind of treated me equal, even though I felt you less know than. less than or mm-hmm. what, what what have you. So. Uh, of course, you know, Franklin and, and everything that we see him going through um, this episode. So, yeah, that 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 well, mental, health. About mental health seems like everybody on the show got mental problems, if you ask me. I mean, yeah, they just <laughs> come out differently. They manifest. Differently. <laughs> everybody is a little uh, my godmother used to say every, a little touched. Everybody's a little touched. Somebody's and got hey, this is something that, that 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 really shocked me. You know, going back through these other episodes, I don't really see anybody in the show having fun. You know, it's like they got all this money uh, uh, and all the drugs, but nobody's really having fun. I haven't saw the, the excitement of, you know, like we just chilling and we just having a good time. You know, the wedding, the wedding, I guess, was the first time. This was the closest that I, I've seen uh, the barbecue. Talk about what, you know, what you experienced, you know, what you guys were doing back in the 80s. Like what kind of things were you doing, having fun? What, what was it like? Oh man, when 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 we start, I mean, before we before we even had money, you know, we had fun. You know, yeah. we, we had our raggedy cars. We go to the street races, um, and, and matter of fact, they was even at the skating ring that we went to. The oh, skating wow. ring inside the show was the skating ring we used to go to, World on Wheels, um, and we had a good time in World on Wheels. You know, we would go and skate and and chase girls, and girls would chase the dope boys, and and uh, you know, wasn't no gang rivals. Uh, I mean, you know, sometimes it would be different gangs there and, and whatnot, but that wasn't the focal point of, of 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 our days. You know, it wasn't our focal point wasn't to to be worrying about was we gonna kill this one or was he gonna kill us. You know, our focal point was more on how was we gonna have fun. You know, how clean was your car? You know, uh, who your girlfriend was. 
you know, who can skate backwards and who can dance on the skates. And and I just don't see any of this in 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 these scenes. You know, there's no actual excitement. You know, uh, even uh, you know, I was looking at Franklin's demeanor. You know, and and he he walks around almost like he's sad. You know, his shoulders is bent down and he's kind of humped over, mm-hmm. as if he's a defeated person instead of a person who's now. You you you're talking about a person who who's in the ghetto. And at that time, the average person in South Central probably brought home a, a good job, probably $200 a week. So now you're talking about Franklin, who's running around the way it looks on, on TV is, you know, he had $20, 30000000 million. You know, he's he's banking in the Cayman Islands. You, you know, uh, uh, he's supposed to be excited. You know, you're supposed to be having fun, not, uh, uh, you know, trying to kill gangbangers and, 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 you know, worrying about somebody beating you out of a pair of tennis shoes. You know, mm-hmm. stolen up dope to buy At my least parents. part of your life should be partying and hanging out and kicking it with your friends, your family, whatever, right? Absolutely, especially when you when you when you having that kind of money, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but from from what I'm seeing, from because I've been going back over the episodes, you know, I've been I've been watching maybe two or three episodes a night, you know, mm-hmm. and even falling asleep because I I, I do want to become better at analyzing the show mm-hmm. uh, because whatever I do, I want to do it. I want to do it well. Right. And 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 me going back over it, I just don't see these people enjoying life at all. You know, it's like from one uh, murder scene to another murder scene or I'm going to have to kill first. I'm going to have to kill a uh, uh, man boy and then I'm going to have to kill uh, uh, the guy who spiked the, 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 the chocolate last night. And, you, you know, and then and then the other guy who's getting out of prison, it's like. When do you guys have time to have some fun? You know, when when is it going to be some fun in this show? When are you going to show, you know, at a Lakers basketball game? You know, here you are, you're in South Central, you you filthy rich. You didn't go to a Lakers basketball game when they was playing the Celtics. You know, uh, you never went to the Raiders football game. There's nothing else but gangbanging uh, and selling drugs. And, and, that's, and that's it. Just- I mean, the most I really see of it is like, uh, Louise seems to be in, enjoying it through her clothes. You definitely see her switch up her outfits, her purses. Like <laughs> she seems to be enjoying like the the designer outfits. That's that's about it though. But they're not. I feel like you should be throwing big lavish parties and hanging out. Yes. What happened to those? You know, right. uh, you you never see him drive a nice car. You know, right. I didn't really own a nice car, but my friends did, and I would go get the Porsche Turbo sometimes. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. I go get the convertible Benz, the Corvette. You know, and speed around town. We just not seeing any of that in 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 the scene. Uh, and and I mean, for us, just hanging out at the car wash used to be like like a scene. You know, we mm-hmm. you pull up to the car wash, and then you got all of these cars that nobody else in the city in the state even have. You know, the Ferraris, the Lamborghinis, you know, these are the things that and, and everybody was just chilling. You know, you might break down and start a crap game right there on, on, on the ground. And, you know, women would be pulling up and they would be barbecuing. And, and it, it was just a much more uh, uh, cooler atmosphere than well. They couldn't even have fun at the at the wedding. Like, could we get like they didn't even do like a good electric slide. Like they didn't even have that good family friend time at the wedding, really. Yeah, it seems like that 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 these writers are are strictly focused on negativity or 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 the bad side of of of, of everything that happens, and and uh, I, I think it's kind of stereotypical for 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 the way that the really the way that they're doing this 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 show. Um, 
because it's definitely not the life of, that, that we live in, in, in South Central LA. Right. So, um, before we get into the, uh, the wedding, uh, we see Sissy going, uh, to meet with that. I think he's a Mexican dude, the operative guy that she's been talking to. And, uh, she finally breaks down and tells him about the wedding and all the people that's going to be there. So she's finally, you know, kind of giving in to, to, to setting, setting everybody up basically. Um, so that explains, of course, why uh, that guy shows up as a waiter at the at the wedding reception, and uh, you got the the DEA in the truck, the surveillance truck outside, listening in on on everything. I don't think they was connected, though. Well, why do you say that? Well, we know we know that the we know that the guy in the truck is 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 he's basically a rogue. He's basically rogue right now. Because remember that they, they shut down the operation, but he didn't give it up because they killed his girl. You know, he was the handler for the girl who got killed. So I think he's doing this on his own. He's rogue in this. Hmm. Well, that'd be so interesting. I don't, I don't believe that, that the guy that Sissy is, is, is talking to and him or, or, or affiliated. I could be wrong though, you know, uh, but I just don't see them being affiliated. Well, a couple things now, Sissy, um, at one point, she when she goes to Leon and she they're all tripping and and uh, after she confronts the guy about everything and she's kind of freaking out like you know I, I I made a mistake you know I don't want you to mess with my family and then she goes to Leon and she was like the the KGB guy is gonna kill me so she thinks it's a guy from the KGB um, now I tend to think that. They had that they were connected, that he may not be a KGB guy. He's actually a DEA guy that she doesn't know. So the whole time she's basically giving information to the DEA that's trying to come back and pursue this case again after, like you said, they got shut down uh, a couple of seasons um, uh, back when Teddy had that pull with the CIA. Um, so we'll see. But um, yeah, I mean, the KGB. I guess the idea was she met them in, in Cuba, you know, the mm-hmm. Russians mm-hmm. in Cuba have had ties, you know, for a long time. They did. So, they did. Uh, I don't know. It, it, I mean, cause if he's working with the DA, she's already literally conspired to do a murder, you know, like she offered him, you know, to pay him to, to kill Teddy. So, I mean, that's right. a, uh, uh that's a life sentence in some places, even, even a death sentence, you know, to, to actually hire somebody to commit murder, you know, right. a, a murder for hire, you know, it, it carries, you know, in order to get, a uh, the death sentence, it has to have certain elements to the crime and, and, and hiring somebody to kill somebody is, is definitely one of the elements. So, um, she's already committed a hell of a crime already. I, I don't know how the DEA is, 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 is allowing them to continue to, 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 to run. Like, I don't know. It, it to me, it's, it baffles me with all the murders and, and, you know, what Franklin has, what three murders now himself. Mm, white, mean. white Rob, uh, Kevin. I mean, granted it was an accident, but it's Kevin. And, uh, it was an accident. 
When he shot Kevin in the leg. He shot him in the leg trying to stop him, but it hit an artery. Uh, oh. <laughs> Camera, there's, there's others. There's there others, yeah. Right? I think so. Yeah, I think he has like three murders and, and, and you know, nobody. Oh, yeah, he killed a cop, remember? He killed a girl's dad. Oh, of course. Yeah, how could we forget that? Yeah, he oh, killed right. a girl's dad. No, yeah, that's right. I totally forgot that. Right, right, right. Yeah, his next Yeah, one. I, I knew it was three murders in there somewhere. I was like, ah, where are you getting three murders yeah. from? But he killed a yeah. girl's dad, the cop, who, yeah. uh, who was investigating. Absolutely. So, um, so the, the bodies are piling up, you know what I'm saying? And and, mm-hmm. and and that was so interesting about the show last night that he was going back, uh, remembering all the stuff that he'd done. All right. So let's let's talk about the this spiking of the chocolate strawberries. So uh we see Scully, you know, basically seem like he's the one that put this LSD or whatever it ends up being in the chocolate strawberries that's got everybody tripping. Now do we think he's doing that for some reason on his own? I, what I saw, and I, I noticed a lot of other people maybe didn't see this. It to me, they showed a guy in a surveillance truck, and it's like he presses a button or does something, and then you see Scully look like he kind of touches chest, like maybe there was a signal that he was given that now's the time to go and spike the chocolate. So I I think see I didn't see that I know you, you say I didn't I never I gotta go back and look I never yeah. saw that did yeah. you see that I I, I do remember him I, I thought he just felt himself though you know I I didn't make the connection that the guy was in the truck that. like right at the same time but right. he did touch himself and then that's when he told the girl to get him a water I yeah. thought matter of fact I thought he was playing her you know like <clears throat> you know I I need some water oh, okay okay. <laughs> yeah, I gotta check that out again because I was I didn't make that yeah. connection. I, I think Scully is in on it. Like he he's, you know, the so you think Scully's an informant. Yes, he's become an informant for the, ain't be the first time. That ain't gonna be the first time that gangbangers, you know, uh, killers, cold killers, you know, or we find out are informants. So you, you could be right about that. I don't know, but I I I didn't have, I never thought about uh, him being an informant. That that. Um, that's another angle. Could be. We we will see. It's a lot, a lot of different things that you know, threads that got to come together over these next uh, last two episodes. It's going to be interesting um, to see when when uh, was it when Franklin ends up bumping into Scully after Franklin starts tripping, you know, and he's walking through the garden, and then all of a sudden Scully's pops up there and he's talking to him for a minute. Scully says uh, something like. Only with the death of ego can we walk the higher path. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's his quote. Um, I wanted to see what you guys made of that quote, if anything. Nah, that didn't really, it didn't really, uh, it didn't really ring a bell with me. Um, yeah. It didn't really ring a bell I mean, with I'm, me. I'm, I'm thinking he was talking about people just, uh, you know, opening up you know like that the drugs was going to make them kind of lose their ego so that they could kind of find themselves and reach this higher path that was what what i was thinking he was uh, kind of alluding to with that with that comment Um, yeah well we could see the lsd had a different effect on everybody that was uh 
that was affected by it. Right. And it's funny the one person that uh, had been on drugs all the time, she didn't get high. You know, she it didn't affect her because she didn't eat chocolate. Wanda. Uh, so glad she didn't because I was not trying to see her go back down that path. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. She was the only one that was that that that, that was sober out of all all the people there. Um. Now, what one of the things that I that I did enjoy about about really about this whole series that that whole series is. Uh, I kind of like how they did with Franklin when he was talking to himself. Now that that uh, kind of showed me his his acting chops a little bit. Yeah, there was some great acting on this episode by Franklin and you know Jerome and Louis come to mind. Also, they they did some great performances. Um, and uh, but yeah, Franklin Franklin's uh, what's his name? Damson Damson Idris. Mm-hmm. He's, he's he's a serious talent, man. I think we're gonna see a lot more of him in the future yeah the only thing i just i just hope that that you know uh that they prep him up a little bit that he's more uh uh hyper you know in 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 his reactions you know he drags he, he almost reminds me of an old man you know with his with the way he walks you know his, his feet are not he don't really lift his feet up off the ground much um and and that defeated attitude to me I don't know how they have him playing as 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 a drug kingpin, and, and he, you know he doesn't walk like a drug kingpin. You know he walks more like a defeated uh, uh, somebody who just lost a game or something like that. There. Well, did did you notice that in previous seasons, or more so in in this season? I really noticed it in previous seasons. You know, uh, and, and it really hit me because, like I was talking to you about earlier, is that I never really see him excited. You know, like having fun the, the only one time i kind of saw him excited is when when the girl tells him about the real estate deal you know he kind of gets a little excited about that mm-hmm. um but but you know when you're talking about somebody from south central la who's broke you know flat broke and now whose mother's house is in foreclosure and then now they're having millions of dollars you know you can fly private planes you know you would see some excitement somewhere in in in, in their demeanor you know, with, with how they carry it. And I just, I just don't see that. Uh, I, I think that uh, the writers are making the characters too angry, uh, uh, too violent, um, and, and not enough excitement in their lives to be uh, uh, in the position that they're in. You know, you're in a position to throw a wedding, you know, that wedding looked like it probably cost a hundred grand or 200 grand. So um, along the way, making that kind of money, you're supposed to show some kind of excitement some kind of victory, you know, where, where we won and not always where we, we lost and we got to go kill somebody. I see that a little bit from, from Leon. I feel like he's a little, you know, excited and ready to kind of go off and do his own thing a little bit and make some changes in his life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Leon is finding himself. Yeah. He is kind of finding himself, but even, even with Leon, you know, uh, I, I don't, I don't see, I don't see that, 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 that excitement of somebody whose career has has taken off, mm-hmm. you know, who, who's taken themselves to a, to another level in life, uh, who's come out of poverty, mm-hmm. you know, he he doesn't show me, uh, he, you know, I, I when they took the kids to the thing, um, I saw a little excitement in him then, you know, when he was getting the kids off the bus, but not the kind of excitement that that I think uh, a person should. Uh, should show 
for having the kind of accomplishments that 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 they're having for having the successes that they're having because they're having some 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 ginormous successes you know you're talking about guys from south central where mom's house was in foreclosure now they're investing in the cayman islands and in panama you know what i'm saying those are like those are like life-changing major uh, moves major major moves you know you you don't find out about those type of things you know i i didn't find out about panama until i was in prison with you know with guys that you know, ship drugs from across the universe, you know, before I found out that, that, you know, it was a great place to invest in Panama, you know, mm-hmm. that, that Panama didn't care about uh, uh, laundry money, you know, so for, to have somebody who's, you know, in their early 20s and living in South Central LA, whose who mom's not a banker and dad's not a lawyer, to be doing these kind of moves, you know, those are some major accomplishments for those yeah. guys. Yeah. So um, another scene just before the wedding that we should talk about is Veronique decides to go meet up with Kane to no one else's knowledge, apparently, and basically goes and tells Kane who she is. He's pretty surprised to see her and just says, Hey, you know, I want to find out if me and my baby are safe or do I need to go back East with my mom? And he tells her, yeah, you know, you got nothing to worry about. I gave my word. Boom, boom, boom. So what do you guys, what do you guys think of that little move? I mean, go ahead, Brett. You go no, it. I was just going to say, she's a little bit of a, a boss. I mean, I didn't, I didn't see that coming. And I yeah, feel like Franklin I, would I feel some kind of way if, she, if he knew, like, I can't imagine like going behind your back and going to meet up with like, people you're tied to you know and I, you would definitely feel some kind of way if you found out not only that but now you're asking for their blessings right. it's almost it's, she's almost going to be indebted to Cain. yeah that's true that's a good point yeah 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 that that's almost a sign of but you know this whole the whole series has been double cross crisscross remember the other girl that he that that franklin was messing with was going back telling uh um who was that young boy? Everything that he was doing. Oh yeah, boy, uh, man, boy, man, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. You, you know I'm bad with names. Anyway, <laughs> you know, people already know. People who know me know I, I'll change their name in a minute. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So 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 you know throughout the whole thing, it's been like one girl after the next, or one woman after the next, crossing uh, Franklin. You know, uh, he's kind of a sucker for some of these women. Like, I feel like he he falls in love kind of quickly. He doesn't really see their their motives or their agenda. Like he lets them he, they get away with stuff and he doesn't even see it happening like right in front of him. Yeah. And, and yeah, you're right. Because the other one was on drugs and he didn't know it. Right. Yeah. So he has that has been. I don't know that. And, and, and for her to make that move, you know, that that could have been dangerous for her because they could have held her. You know, in the early '80s in LA, gang members was kidnapping uh, uh, drug dealers, girlfriends, and kids, holding them for ransom. Mm. You know, I had I had a couple friends that get kidnapped and 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 held for ransom. Matter of fact, one of the guys that I want to bring on the show uh, that a lot of people don't know, but uh, he he was really really rich at a very very young age. I think he went to prison at 22 years old and got a life sentence. Um, and, and I want to talk to him about coming on the show and just 
just talk about some of the stuff that 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 he saw growing up in South Central and how he looked at it. And he was kidnapped and uh, put in the trunk of a car and jumped out on the freeway. He jumped out on the freeway doing like 65, 70 miles an hour. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So he, how did he get out of the life sentence? He's home now? Yeah, he's home. He's home. Uh, you know, the same yeah. route I did, got in that library, man, and and fought his way out. Uh, he he did he did about twenty eight years though. Wow. But he's yeah. definitely an interesting guy. Uh, he's one of the guys that 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 uh, that that we all talking about doing a series together. Uh, him, another one, uh, John Boy. John Boy uh, wrote the book, The Road in the Eighties. Uh, great book. If people really want to see what happened in the eighties, they definitely should pick that book up. And another one named Neville. Uh, who was my celly? Me and Neville, we worked together on the street, and we wind up cellies in the pen. Uh, right. Are a couple guys that that I, I would really be interested in bringing on to the show, and 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 just talking about you know what it was like growing up in South Central. I think when Tommy started selling drugs, he's about fourteen years old. Crazy. And I then love stories. He said that I'm the one that named him Young Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely love to like hear their stories and hear you know their stories about like being being drug dealers, being in prison and eventually getting themselves out. I'd love to hear those stories. Those are, that's, you know, that's fascinating. Yeah. I, and, and I think people would much rather hear real, real stories yeah. uh, of, of how it really happened more so mm-hmm. than, you know, some writer who, who, who read a newspaper or heard something on TV and, and, and sit down and, 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 and wrote it out. I think it's mm-hmm. so much better, you know, uh, I'm, I'm even surprised with Tiger, you know, because me, uh, Tiger Williams, you know, me and him sat down. Uh, and matter of fact, I think we're supposed to be kin too. Uh, we sat down when I got home, and and I, I was just looking through the credits a couple nights ago, and I saw Tiger Williams. I was like, man, how did he write this stuff here? I know he didn't write some of this stuff here. They writing on TV because you know he, he knows about South Central, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I think those guys would be important to bring on and 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 share some of their insights. You know, uh, because we we had some fascinating stories, man. You know, guys that when the boxing matches used to go on would be at Caesar's Palace and brand new convertible Rolls Royces, uh, standing up on the hood of a brand new Rolls with a mink coat on in 110 degrees heat. <laughs> so you live living the life that you're talking about, the the life that we're not seeing really play out right now with these characters. Yes, so, exactly. Yeah. And everybody yeah. taking pictures and mm-hmm. and. You know, my life. Uh, I, I would tell you the, the 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 it was it was some sad parts when 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 I was selling drugs, but it was very few. You know, mm-hmm. most of my life was exciting, fun, um, and, and I, I think they kind of get when they when they start writing these stories, they get the Heron era and and the cocaine era mixed up mm-hmm. a, a bit. You know, the the Heron was more of a slow drag era. Cocaine is more of a speed. You know, everybody's speeding and and partying, and, having fun. Yes, I mean you can't be you can't be a drug dealer and you dragging around and 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 all that all the people who are using the drug they they own you know it's like they own steroids. Right. You know, cocaine they be moving fast, talking slick. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, making deals. It, it, it's just it's just different. You know, just a whole different era. You know, than mm-hmm. than uh, what what we actually lived and what they actually showing on TV. I mean, they took some elements, you know, of realness and, and threw in there, uh, but for the most part, uh, they're way off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, no, I was just gonna say, going back a little bit to what we were talking about with 
Veronique and just other women in Franklin's life, I've seen this like theme or this pattern where really all the women, not just the people that he dates or falls in love with, falls in love with um they're all kind of manipulative with him and all kind of like uh dupe him a little bit i mean his not just the women he dates and the women he loves but look at look at um look at louis look at his mom they all kind of you know they all kind of trick him they all are manipulate him a, a little bit and they all kind of uh double cross him or go behind his back and do things that will or have ultimately disappointed him I mean, look at that scene in the wedding, during the wedding, when uh, Franklin does apologize to Louis for not really giving her more power and control uh, over the last few years and offers to hand over some some more control. And she basically is like, no, it's too late. I'm about to just take this power. It's too late. I'm doing my own thing now. So they all, all the women that he loves. Well, I knew Louis wasn't going to go back. She had already went. It was too late. Yeah. It's too late now. She already done hooked up with Teddy. Teddy gave her the green light. But but not just her. Teddy crossed him. Yeah. 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 Teddy crossed him. For Teddy to be dealing with Louis, that's a that's a cross. You know, yeah. if my contact would have told me that he went to one of my guys, I would have said, no, nah, you can't do that. Right. 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 But I think I feel like even Oso, that's not going to sit right with him because Oso and Franklin have now bonded, you know, after their weird. like. Yeah, but Oso her. crossed him, too, because Oso took her to to Teddy. He did. She said she reached out to Oso and he's the one. But you could see that didn't sit well with him. Like you could feel his uneasiness. And I feel like he did it because he had to, because that's his boss or whatever. But I feel like it didn't sit well. No, no, no. He should have delivered a message. Yeah. If anything, if anything, she should have gave him a message and he should have delivered it. But really he should have called Franklin and asked Franklin, Hey, why is Louis calling me? Yeah. What what is Louis's purpose of calling me? That's what that was should have been also, and then it also should have been Teddy too. Teddy should have been like, "Hey man, you know your girl Louis called." Like if one of my guys guys or girl would have called me, I'd have been like, "Hey man, I don't know why your girl calling me." Right. I don't know what she want. Right. Or did you did you tell her to call me? You know what's the deal? So so and the. the, the Trust me, this whole the whole thing is all about the double cross, underhand. Uh, I don't know; it's not a good look. You know, there's no loyalty really in 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 the whole thing. I mean, his dad crossed him by doing that article. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So really, nobody has any real allegiance or loyalty to Franklin, except for it seems like right now Jerome seems to really kind of have Franklin's back right now. Leon, a little bit, and Leon, yeah. yeah. But there was a minute there where, where Leon kind of yeah Leon like, switched up on him too yeah for a minute that happens so always kind of steadily now that now that what Leon did I see that all the time you know like you you help a guy he comes up and then he wants to be the guy he oh yeah all the time that that happens in the whether drug it's in the drug world or not I feel like just all the time you put people on on anything and then they think they can outshine you or outdo you and yes that's normal that's people totally that's contact. totally normal oh my god i, I get that yeah all the time absolutely did that ever happen to you like did any of all your, the like, time people try to all the time the, the guys become your competition mm-hmm. <laughs> the same guys who you help put on they become your competition so um i i totally relate to that you know that mm-hmm. that's totally normal uh, did just did that the, happen like kind of like Leon ever though, where like they tried to step out and do their own thing, double cross you, and then they realized it wasn't going to ever work, and then they came yeah. back. 
Yeah, that happens too. Okay. <laughs> did, did you really trust them again after that, though? Uh, well, you know, well, you already know that 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 I, I got one friend, and he's he's done that five or six times to me. He'll come back, and I help him get on his feet, and then mm. he'll he'll do it again. But you know, I mean, he's my boy. So what can I do? You know, right. I'm stuck with this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a that's a real friendship, I guess. You know, you know, you know his mom and daddy left him with me, so I'm I like. Here I am. What am I going to do? Let him be homeless? You know, let him not have nothing to eat? Right. I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I want to, though. Mm-hmm. I said, when he leave, he left this time, I said, he can't come back no more. But mm-hmm. who knows? But, yeah, it's happened a, a lot of times with me. I mean, and, and not just with uh, uh, with friends. Families do the same thing. Oh, yeah. it, it's something about that power that, that just when people start to uh, have a grasp of, of some power, they they just sometimes they just don't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. Now, now you had this you know this connect um, uh, with uh, what's his name your, your, uh, Blandon with Blandon and um, you know that that was a solid big strong connect that, that you know helped you out uh, you know quite a bit. But as the years got on and and there was more competition in the market, like you said, other people trying to take your spot or whatever. Um, how much advantage do you feel that you have in terms of that connect and the pricing? You know, because we see that coming up here with with, with Louis. Like I could have gone to the Colombians. So I'm just wondering, like, how that changed during your era, like the market. Well, you know, my market changed a, a whole lot. You know, I went from um, buying kilos for for the first kilo I ever bought was forty five thousand. And when I used to buy those for 45, I could sell them and make like 12,000 profit on each kilo. So uh, when I quit selling cocaine, I think I was making about 2,500 a kilo. So the price margin went like it dove. And those guys that I'm telling you about, they helped, they helped it dive. Um, Blandon, he helped me get, you know, he helped me keep a, 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 a bit of an edge, you know, where, where I was getting it, you know, two or $3,000 cheaper than everybody else. Um, but it eventually started to catch up, you know, as people get money. Say, for instance, like you start a guy off and and he don't have no money. You know, you give him an ounce of cocaine at the time. Say an ounce cost twenty two hundred dollars. This guy is not really valuable to, to a big time drug dealer. You know, he don't really mean anything to him. But let this guy save up a million bucks. You know, he takes that that two thousand and he keeps grinding and grinding and stacking and he got a hundred thousand. He's still not that valuable to him. But now once he starts shopping around with a million dollars, he becomes more valuable and people will give him a much better price. Did did you once you got with Blandone, did you stay with him the rest of the way or did, did you ever really deal with anyone else? Pretty much. I, I, I still dealt with other people. You know, he, he, he couldn't handle me. <laughs> Why? He did, what? He couldn't get enough product or. Yeah, he couldn't get enough product. It was hard to handle me. I was I was hard to deal with. I, I had money and I threw my money around. Uh, my money my money was really my my strong point is that I was able to save a lot of money, and you know I I, I walked around sometimes with three million dollars in in a, in a duffel bag, so I, I waged a lot of power. You know one of my one of the things I used to do is is that I would take my money and I would stop packing on the stack it up on the floor in my living room. And then I would get on the phone and I would call all the, all the connects and tell them to come by and look at it. And then I would tell them, I say, somebody going to get that money today. 
So they would come by because I knew, you know, what, what I figured out is, is I figured out that, uh, say, for instance, if, if, if I'm making 200000 on every million, you know, they have to be making like 100000 on a million, you know, maybe 200000 on a million. I, I didn't really know how much they was making, but I had an idea that they was doing something like that. So if if they don't do the deal, they're going to miss out on 300000 and so I might ask them for a $50,000 a $50, discount. Like, do you want to lose $50,000 to, to, to miss out on making $250,000? So, you know, you, you had to give them them options. And, and that's how I was able to work them down. Because I, I, at first, I used to believe that, that the benefit was going to be in, in a cheaper price of drugs. You know, I didn't understand that when I drove the price down that I also was going to drive my, pro- my profit margin down, uh, which is what eventually happened. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I want to just bring it back to Veronique and Kane in that meeting because the very end of, of, of this episode, we see uh, Buckley is making the move on Kane. Um, we don't know yet what happens. There's some preview at the end that I want to get into as well. But um, do you think there's going to be any blowback on Veronique when it comes out, you know, that, that Kane was got set up wow that that that's an interesting point was she still in the in the in the place talking to him when that happened well i think she's left you know they, they had the meeting because you see that her i think after that you know at the wedding whatever that was probably before the wedding was that um, when he was tripping though i think he was tripping off the acid when he saw her uh he was was he but was she and then he saw remember he was her. visualizing people remember he saw rob and right Right. You know, all kind of people actually back because didn't she call him and say like, "Oh, like I'm feeling better. I'm gonna come back or something like that." No, that, that was, was him. That was when he was hallucinating. I think that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Was she was she really there? Or was that just his hallucinating? Well, she was there at the wedding because you see her standing with Franklin on the stage. You know, like as the best man, and and she was standing there with him. So I think she was definitely at the wedding. Then she left. We she don't left. know whether she actually came back to the wedding or not, or whether that was just a hallucination. But we do know that a move is about to get made on Kane. Something's about to happen, and that she sat down with Kane before all that. So <laughs> it'd be interesting to see where that leaves things because in the preview, and I don't, Rick, I don't know if you got to it, uh, you know, but at the very, very end, after all the commercials, again, they throw the preview in. And uh, one of the things uh, they show is apparently things got a little crazy with the Buckley hit on Kane because you hear uh, a police chief or captain or somebody saying, you know, how did one of my officers get killed? So, one of the guy, one of the police, ends up getting killed in some kind of shootout with Kane and his people. Damn, I think it's so. Uh, I I don't think it's well. I don't know. It, I don't know. It, it could be Buckley, um, but something goes wrong with that. So I'm not sure whether Kane dies or or, or what happens. We'll find out probably um, um, next week. But the, the death of a cop is going to be definitely another storyline that comes that comes up. Well, we already had a DA agent get killed. Quietly. Quietly. <laughs> no, there's two more. There's two Next more. week okay. is episode nine. Okay. And then there's 10 after that. Okay. 
Yeah, so I guess this next one's gonna be interesting. I, I like to see what happens with the Buckley uh situation. Yeah, I mean, so we we can just kind of talk about where things might go because uh you got all these things swirling around. I mean, of course, you got Louis and Jerome that are making their own moves. Jerome is a little bit concerned about where this might go, you know, when he says, I'm not gonna go to war with my family and you know, Louis assures him, hey, it's not going to get to that. It's going to be fine. You know, it's just business. And this is what we got to do to protect and secure our future. But you can see, you know, there's going to be some type of confrontation between uh, Franklin and then Louis and Jerome. Who knows how that's going to end up? Um, you've got Teddy. We didn't touch on that. But Teddy, of course, breaks into Franklin's crib and is taking pictures of all his documents so he's moving forward with this plan to try to wipe out Franklin's finances, apparently, as a way to try to get rid of him. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of things that 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 could happen. But I'm, I'm really interested to see what you guys think about Louis and Jerome versus Franklin, and where that's going to end up. Well, from 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 Franklin's trip, I thought he might be thinking about getting out the game. OK, well. That's a good point because there's a uh, another scene in that very end preview. The first thing you see is Franklin getting off a plane on an island somewhere and meeting up with Veronique. So apparently they he sent her off and goes down to meet her on some island. So they, they have a brief conversation um, that you don't hear everything. She says something like, you know, I knew you were a killer when when I first met you, but something. Um, but you could be right. He he may be trying to make his his exit. Yeah, because it's usually some some uh, dramatic situation that changes your mind and, and makes you uh, feel that you're in the wrong wrong line of business, you know. And to have you know your best friend Rob come back and tell you, you know, I never would have crossed you, you know, like you didn't have to kill me. You know, that's pretty powerful. I think so. I mean, like, wow. Yeah. Well, the other the other news that came out this week is they officially announced season six is coming. It's going to be the final season they've announced FX announced, but there is another season coming back. So we know that, you know, it's got to end with, you know, a situation for another season. So who's going to survive? I mean, somebody's going to die. I don't know if it's going to be Jerome or Louie. There's also, you know, a question about, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, his boy, Franklin's Leon. boy, Leon. Leon, because Leon, you see, kind of gets put in the middle of it when when the Kane hit goes down. I think you know it's going to put Leon at odds with Kane's people because you know he's the one that brokered that peace, and uh, now they think they that he set them up. So somebody's going to die. I'm pretty sure out of Leon, Jerome, season, Sissy, or Franklin. But I tend to think Franklin's going to survive and 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 be the lead in that six six season. What what, what do you guys think? Yeah, I ain't got a clue on that one. I'm I lost. Don't think pick Franklin out at, at the end of this season. No, no. Uh, yeah, somebody's probably going to go. They got to have something big, dramatic happen to to keep pushing the story forward. I think. Um, I just don't know who it could be. Or, or I think Louis and Jerome gonna take over the business, though. That's probably uh, what's gonna happen. They take over the business. 
Rick, I think you said yeah that you thought Franklin might end up going to jail too, right? I mean, with all investigations and stuff that that, that right. you see taking place, I mean that that would in a right in a righteous world, right? You know, you know, in a real in a drug in a real drug situation, that would that would be what take place. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. so much evidence, you know, to put him in jail that it, it it's crazy. I wonder if they're gonna go back. I mean, they don't really talk about it that much anymore. The whole reason that Teddy is involved in this business, which is to finance the war in Nicaragua with the Contras, um, and at some point in the in the eighties. That ended, I think, because uh, the funding got approved again for Congress to pay for it. And that's when the CIA involvement with the drug trafficking supposedly came to an end. But I'm, I'm interested to see whether they whether that dynamic and that storyline gets explored more in these next couple episodes with the DEA and the CIA kind of at odds here again. Oh, that'll probably come out in the court hearings, you know, once they start the the, the, the trials and stuff. That's so probably what next season is going to be about going to court. So we see trials in the future. Okay. Okay. Well, that's why I was thinking maybe uh, why uh, uh, Jerome and Louie rushed this wedding. I mean, they got married. Usually you don't get engaged and have a wedding within a month. Like that was so quick. Like I didn't know if they were push rushing it so that they can't, you know, so you don't have to testify against one another for anything. You know, when, when you're married, you know, I thought maybe that's why they rushed the wedding just to, just to protect each other as husband and wife. Hmm. It could be. Good point. Good point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That could be, that could be. I don't think the writers thought that far down the line though. <laughs> um, Wow. Well, um, you know, it was a it was a pretty interesting episode. It's interesting. I'm hoping they you go know. back to a little bit more a little normal. Last week they had me. I I was feeling last week's episode. This week was, you know, a little interesting. We, we didn't talk about the Avi and Leon conversation about Malcolm X. I thought that was kind of interesting. That was interesting. Yeah. Uh that they threw it threw that in there. Um Avi's really grown on me. What yeah. Yeah, he's 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 kind of gotten deeper. I don't know. I like I loved that conversation. I don't think it was I can't remember if it was last week or week before about, you know, the when he was talking, talking to Franklin, to Franklin yeah. about the war. The real war is the war within himself. Yeah. Um so I'm loving these little tidbits of advice and and whatever. Yeah, I'd be switched up huh, from the from the cocaine snorter and drinker. Yeah. Now he's, right. now he's the philosopher. Yeah, right. He's he's grown. He's 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 really grown. I guess that jail time shook him a little bit. Right. Getting ready. <laughs> That'd be All his right. new life when he go to jail. He'll be the philosopher. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think we should uh, wrap up and, and, and regroup with uh, you guys and, and all of our uh, viewers and listeners out here next week. Uh, it's been another episode of After the Snow from Breakbeat, uh, Snowfall After Show with the man whose life story is is the story that Snowfall was built around himself, uh, Freeway Rick. And uh, I'm Dave Mays. I'm Brett Jeffries. Appreciate y'all. Peace. 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 Peace.